I'm Ashley Dansby with Stagecoach Media and your local news brought to you by Patterson Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Marshall. Patterson Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Marshall, Texas is the place to go for all of your vehicle needs. Whether you want to purchase a brand new vehicle, a certified pre-owned, or maybe you'd like to custom order a vehicle that you make every single decision about, you can certainly do that at Patterson Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Marshall. Once you have a brand new car, and once you've selected the new vehicle, they will keep you on the road with their excellent parts and service department. That's Patterson Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Marshall. Check them out today. You can also visit their website at pattersonandmarshall.com. Topping our news today, the CDC Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices, that's the ACIP, recommends the use of updated COVID-19 boosters from Pfizer for people who are 12 years or older and for Moderna for people who are 18 and older. You can call the Marshall-Harrison County Health District at 903-938-8338 to be placed on a list to get the Pfizer COVID-19 booster. They have placed an order now and are awaiting the shipment. You can also go to the website www.vaccines.gov to find more vaccines available in our East Texas area. Well, speaking of COVID-19 here in Harrison County, for the past week, we've had 166 new cases reported here locally, in addition to one more fatality. New cases in Harrison County, according to Judge Chad Sims, are trending higher. However, he says hospitalizations are thankfully declining. Remember to protect yourself, especially those with underlying conditions as well. And he says seek medical help if your symptoms of COVID-19 are to deteriorate. The Animal Protection League is headed to Wascom this weekend. They will have their mobile unit parked at the new Wascom Cafe on Saturday, September the 10th. That is located at 315 East Texas Street there in Wascom. They'll have low-cost preventative pet care and will also be offering the walk-in vaccination clinic from 10 in the morning until 2 in the afternoon. Now, if you are in need of an affordable spay or neuter surgery, please call their office to set up an appointment at 903-753-7387. If you cannot make it out to this event, no worries there. They'll return to Wascom on Friday, September 23rd. They also travel to both Marshall and Jefferson on a regular basis. The Animal Protection League does a great job. We went and saw them last month at the pet place here in Marshall and had our dogs vaccinations updated. They do a fantastic service for our East Texas area. Stagecoach Media Local News returns in just a moment. Community Health Corps is a place for recovery, resilience, and empowering individuals to reach their dreams. Community Health Corps provides mental, emotional, and behavioral health services to East Texans. Their work enables adults to live more independent, fulfilling, and productive lives and allows children to be more resilient and families to be healthier. Community Health Corps is a network of people who care and are dedicated to helping people rewrite their stories. Community Health Corps is honored and privileged to serve the communities they call home. For services or referrals, contact them today at 1-800-446-8253 or visit the website at www.communityhealthcorps.com. If you are going to be driving through the Gregg County area anytime in the next week or so, be aware that TxDOT and contractor crews have planned a lane closure for I-20. It begins today. 
That will continue through September 20th. The closure will take place in the westbound outside lane as crews perform bridge deck repairs on the Sabine River Bridge, approximately 2.4 miles west of Estes Parkway there in Longview. The lane will remain closed for the duration of the project. Motorists are reminded to slow down and follow the posted work zone speed limit during that lane closure. The Marshall City Council is set to meet tonight in a regular session, and they have quite a few things on their agenda. They will conduct a public hearing on the proposed budget for the 2023 fiscal year and have action to adopt the budget or continue consideration of the budget for a future meeting. They will conduct a public hearing on the proposed tax rate per $100 valuation in support of the 2023 annual budget for the City of Marshall. Tonight, they'll have a proclamation remembering and honoring the fallen heroes from 9-11. They will also consider several ordinances this evening. They will consider approval of a resolution regarding a proposed amendment updating pricing on permits in the downtown area, and they will have a report regarding needed appointments to the various city boards, commissions, and committees. They will also have an executive session this evening where they will be deliberating regarding a real property and considering and discussing and deliberating the sale of property. They will consider direction to the city staff regarding the property that is discussed in executive session with an action item following that executive session if it is necessary. Again, that's the Marshall City Council. They meet this evening at 6 o'clock in Council Chambers. They're at City Hall, located at 401 South Alamo Street. That wraps it up for local news this morning on Stagecoach Media, brought to you by Patterson Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram here in Marshall. Stay tuned. Sports coming up next. I'm Ashley Dansby with Sports on Stagecoach Media. We start today with a Hallsville varsity tennis update. The Hallsville tennis team recently fell to number 20 Longview, 14 to 5. Now, Hallsville did have several students that won matches, including Alyssa Thompson and Alexis Guzman, Megan Chrisman, Anatole Herta, Jack Rechtenwald, and Reed Bryant. They are 7-5 on the season and 1-2 and in district play there in Hallsville. Let's talk a little bit of Marshall Volleyball for a moment. Beckville traveled to Marshall on Tuesday evening for a midweek contest. Freshman won in two, the JV lost in three, and Marshall's varsity squad lost in four. They will return to play this Friday in Tyler for the district opener. That will begin with varsity at 4.30 in the afternoon. Freshman and JV games will follow. If you have a child who is participating in the little bumpers with the Marshall Mavericks volleyball team, practice begins today. The first practice is this evening from 6 to 7. The practices will be held at Marshall High School. You're asked to please enter through the gym side door facing the football field. Come to practice fully equipped. The kids need to have on their athletic clothes, tennis shoes, knee pads, and have water for the practice as well. Today is a very busy day for Marshall Maverick Athletics with the junior high volleyball team at Hallsville. The 7th grade white and red team will play at 4.30 with the 8th grade white and red team playing at 5.30. Tennis will play at Texas High this afternoon at 4. Ninth grade football, the red team will play at Henderson at 5 o'clock with the JV playing at Henderson at 6.30. The ninth grade white team will play versus Sabine at 5.30 this evening. I'm Ashley Dansby with your sports on Stagecoach Media. Stay tuned. We've got incredible local women in just a moment. The following is a paid political announcement. Hello, my name is Don Jordan, and I am a candidate for Harrison County 
Justice of the Peace, Precinct 2. As a lifelong resident of Harrison County, I feel a tremendous responsibility to serve my fellow citizens as the next Justice of the Peace for Precinct 2. It's a great place to live, and I hope to make it even better. As a former licensed EMT and volunteer firefighter, I am no stranger to the many trials and personal sacrifices demanded by honest public service. Helping people is what I believe I was called to do, and I intend to pour my heart into helping our county be the best it can be. One way I intend to help our county is by cracking down on repeat offenders. Far too often today, career criminals are given the opportunity to slip through the system with little or no consequences. Within the bounds of the law, I will seek to impose stiffer fines and bonds on repeat offenders. I will also run the office in a respectful, fair, honest, and impartial manner. I have worked shoulder to shoulder with our JPs in the past on inquest and have seen firsthand what it takes to uphold the duties of the office with dignity and honor while also being respectful to the families of victims and to the first responders in their time of need. I am ready to face the challenges of the Office of Justice of the Peace. That is why I'm asking for your vote this November. My name is Don Jordan. A vote for me as Justice of the Peace Precinct 2 is a vote for Harrison County. You've just heard a paid political announcement from the Don Jordan candidate for Justice of the Peace Precinct 2 campaign. Incredible Local Woman on Stagecoach Media is presented by Meadowbrook Funeral Home. Meadowbrook Funeral Home and Cremation Services of Marshall, Texas is proud to serve the community they love and call home. Voted Hometown Best 2022 by Marshall News Messenger readers, Meadowbrook Funeral Home and Cremation Services owners Melinda and Richard Galden put families first. When your family is faced with a difficult decision, Meadowbrook Funeral Home and Cremation Services will treat you with the care, love, and respect your family deserves. Meadowbrook Funeral Home and Cremation Services, where they put families first. Harris on Stagecoach Media and our local Incredible Women, and I'm so glad to get to visit with you. You and I have been friends for a long time. I think you are a fascinating woman, and I appreciate you so much coming on and, and being on the show with me today. Oh, thank you so much, Ashley. Likewise, I mean, I am so honored to, to be a friend and to be on the show. Well, we're going to have a good conversation and, and have some fun uh, today and talk about some things that I think are interesting and I think other people will, will find fun and interesting as well. So, you know, first let me ask you, you recently started a brand new job at the Mickelson Museum of Arts as their executive director. Tell us first kind of how that's going. And, and you're what, I think three months, three or four months in? Yes, yes. I started in June. It's it's going pretty well. You know, I, I told myself I was going to give some me. I'm giving myself some grace for a few months so I can get um, acclimated with the job. I've been, you know, I've been a volunteer and I've been on the Mickelson board for so many years, but seeing it from the other side now, it's it's pretty interesting and I, it's going well. I'm I'm learning a lot. I love it that I have, you know, I have some days where I'm like all dressed up and today I'm wearing tennis shoes because we're hanging an exhibition and doing labels and doing lining so it's really fun well i'm so glad that you're enjoying it when i heard that you were taking that position and had been offered that position i felt like it was a perfect fit and i think many in the community did and so i'm glad to know that it's it's going so well and um a lot of new folks up there of course with Olivia as well and so that'll be a lot of fun to see that in the future and we're excited for y'all well well thank you you know, we uh, we started on our annual membership drive too, so going through that process was uh, super interesting. So I'm excited. 
Very good. Well, you know, one of the things that I have asked every woman that I have spoken with so far um, was whether or not they were from Marshall. And I also interviewed a lady from Jefferson. And with the exception of the woman from Jefferson, who's a five-generation Jeffersonian, all of the women that I have talked to so far are not originally from Marshall, which I think is kind of funny. And, and certainly you are not from Marshall either. So tell us, Sonora, where you are from. <laughs> yes, I am from Guatemala. Um, you know, it's, it, if you are wondering where Guatemala is, we're just south of Mexico. Um, we're the, a little country uh, next to it. Um, I lived in Guatemala. Let me see until I marry Rosh. Well, I was 25 and moved to the moved to the U.S. and I've been here for 17 years and I just told you my age right there. <laughs> oh well, hopefully, hopefully most of our listeners are bad at math. I'm bad at math, <laughs> so maybe they won't they won't figure it out. But um, you know, what what was it like for you growing up in Guatemala and and into your young adulthood as well? It was it was different, you know. It was um, but it was it was it was for me it was uh. I live in a very small town. My 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 dad had uh, and my grandparents had a coffee farm and a sugar cane farm. Wow! So it it was little 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 town in uh, the valley of Guatemala, um, and you know it's just I, I grew up reading going and reading my book on on a tree. Uh, just I walked to school. I when I went to what you will call junior high here, uh, I mean I walked three miles each way. Rain, shine, wow. whatever. We just and actually I loved it. Like I never complained. I don't remember like ever saying, Oh, I have to walk to school. You know? We walked with a group of friends, so it was just a little a little um just free and it felt so safe. I, I do I did live when um uh, Guatemala was going through a civil war uh, during that time, so I do remember a few things, but um, but not so much of that. It was just nice and living in the country. Good. I'm glad that you don't remember, you know, some of that civil unrest that sometimes is what we hear about on the news. And when I have talked to you about your experience growing up there and then going back to visit now as an adult, I don't ever, you know, I don't ever get that from you. And so I'm, I'm always glad to hear um, what you have to tell me about Guatemala because it does not seem to be what we always hear about on the news with Central America. So it's glad to get that, I guess, that other glimpse into things. Yeah, there is. And, you know, I think about I was, so I lived in this little town and I was 15 years old when I went to live in Guatemala City. And my parents just kind of were like, okay, you take this bus from here to here, from here to there, and you're on your own. <laughs> Oh, and you're thinking about a city of three million people, and, and that was challenging. I mean, it had it, it's a bigger city, so there is a lot more and more um, crime. But mm-hmm. here I am, survive, and it was it was great. I was trying this for the world. Were you in at one point in time? Were you in pageants in Guatemala? <laughs> yes, I was. And okay. um, tell me about so, that. <laughs> <laughs> I know uh, that was that was a long time ago. So. For you to be able to compete, you have to be like, you have to compete on the small pageant in your town, and then you have to go to your state, and then from the state, you go to national. So not just anybody that wants to be can be. Um, so that was a process of maybe three, four years. Um, I got third place. 
but I got to travel to a few countries, you know, representing Guatemala, and that was, uh, oh, my, that was really fun. Just people don't call you by your name. They call you by your country. So that's some of the best memories. How old were you when you did that? Was that in high school or, or young adulthood? Yeah, high school, 17, 18, and 19. Wow. And then um, I, I, did, I did not continue because I I had to – I was – you know, going to college and working at the same time. Uh, we don't have student loans like like they are here. So mm-hmm. you either somebody either pays for your college tuition or you have to work for it. So I had to work. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, when did you meet Rush Harris, who, of course, we all know is our uh, Marshall Economic Development Corporation um, executive director and a wonderful guy here in Marshall, I think most everyone knows. Um, but, but how did y'all meet? How, how did that all come about? About he uh, so okay. I'm gonna give a short short version. <laughs> he I was working for the department Department of Agriculture in Guatemala, and okay. I was doing marketing and PR, and we were at a trade show, irrigation trade show. Not yeah, and he was working for a group of farmers that um, they exported uh, dry lemons to the Middle East. So we met in Guatemala City, where, which we end, but he lived at a town close to my parents, or to my mom, mm-hmm. and um, he had to go to my mom's town to get internet or to go to the supermarket. But we met at a different place. So we always tell each other that it was meant to be. Um, that is so cool. <laughs> you met him in the irrigation, an irrigation it, trade show. Yeah, he was, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no romance. But uh, <laughs> what it was so funny is that, um, you know, we both kind of felt that we needed to talk to each other. You just, you just know it. Um, and then I just gave him a hard time for a little bit, but here we are. <laughs> hey, you always have to make them, you know, work for it a little bit. Um, it's it's not a bad thing to, to play hard to get, but um, that that is fantastic. That's truly one of those you can find love anywhere <laughs> type situations. Um, what was that What was that courtship like? Because, you know, obviously you are from Guatemala, Rush is from Texas, and is, I guess, presumably going to go back to Texas at some point in time. So what was that like? So. He, back then, I did not speak English. So we had to date in Spanish, and his Spanish was rough around the edges. So, you know, it was very intentional because he had to say what he meant. Uh, so there was not much room for, uh, I don't know, for, for other things. So it was it, it was great, and I feel like that the Rush lived in Guatemala for two years, two years and a half. So that opened his eyes to my my way of living. So you know he did he couldn't I mean I think he was making a hundred dollars a month there. So he had to live on the minimum wedge and um, that experience I feel like has made us or or us work as a couple because he mm-hmm. can understand me a hundred percent or my culture, or why I cry some days that I want to go home, or, you know. Yeah, absolutely. 
Well, it, it's it's incredibly special to find out, and I didn't realize that, that you dated in Spanish. Um, as you said, it doesn't leave a lot of room for other things. It, it doesn't leave a lot of room for games. Um, it doesn't, you know, leave a lot of room for questions or confusion at, at all. Um, when when he came back to America, at that point in time, did y'all already know, or was there still question about whether you would spend the rest of your lives together? We we didn't know. I came to visit his family for Christmas, and uh, oh, I will never forget this, Ashley. I I had the best time with his family. But when I arrived to Dallas, we stayed at one of his friends' house, and his friend looked at me, and he was like, "Oh my gosh, you're like one of us." And I kept thinking, "Oh my gosh, what did you expect?" <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. Um, right. What do you mean? Uh, um. But anyway, but no, we didn't, and we we had an idea. We didn't did not decide what we were going to do, and then I came back to visit him, and then he proposed, and here we are. <laughs> so the proposal and the marriage, that is when you ended up coming to Marshall, Texas, and we can thank Rush for getting you here. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. And, um, you know, as – I, I don't know if you're familiar, but about the immigration processes can be can be very difficult. So what we decided was I came in with a uh, with a tourist visa, so we got married and I stayed, and then we initiated that process. So I could not leave the country for like maybe ten months. Wow, what that process went through. So that was the first year was was rough. Just, sure. You know. Just, you're in a new country. You have to learn a new language, and um, I had two jobs in Guatemala, and um, none here when I came. But things we do for love. <laughs> Absolutely. How did you? And, and and this was not something that I had originally planned to ask you, but it has popped into my head, and it seems very important now. How did you navigate that? Because you are somebody who, to me, when I watch you, you seem to so naturally begin friendships and visit with people and you're so warm and open and loving. And I, I'm sure that had a lot to do with it, but how did you navigate becoming involved in Marshall? Because you, you, you did just move to America. You didn't speak the language well. How, what was that like? It was, to be very, very frank, in the beginning, it was hard. I feel like mm-hmm. the first two years were hard. We moved to Arizona uh, so Rush went to college for his master's degree, and then we came back. And I always tell everybody that when I started working at the Chamber of Commerce, I fell in love with Marshall all over again. Uh, I knew I loved it, but, you know, just coming back and just being part of the community and getting to know people that just do so many things selflessly, mm-hmm. uh, that just, yeah, that it's, it was hard in the beginning, I'm not going to lie, but but it got easier as it went. And then I started meeting good friends and meeting good people and that just started seeing me for who I am. And um, Rush will tell you, I'm a, I'm a go-getter, and, but I don't want somebody to give it to me. I want to do it myself. <laughs> so that helps. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you when you came here, you became a U.S. citizen. And, and I know 
I don't know from experience, certainly, but I, I understand that it's a very, very hard and tough process. So talk about that process and, and, and how you were able to do that. Yes, yeah, so the process is costly also. Ah, <laughs> I did not realize. I didn't realize that. It's very expensive. And um, we, Rush and I, decided that we were going to do it. So there, I know there are some special attorneys that can do that for you, uh, but we – we thought we could do it, so uh, we did. It's just it's it's an emotional process. You have to first you have to prove you know that in our case why was I wanting to be a U.S. citizen? But you have to be a U.S. resident first for three years, and then after you are a U.S. U.S. resident for three years, you have the chance to apply for a citizenship. So they just not give it to you immediately. And before that, you know, you have to have a work permit. So that's what it took me for so long to be able to leave the USA to go visit my family because everything was in process, even though we did everything like we were supposed to. So you have that, and then after the three years, I applied for citizenship, which was about a year. In my case, some take longer, some take less time. And then, you know, the ceremony, was in Dallas. They were not doing them here back then. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just remember it was really early and Grace was um, very little. And it was a very emotional ceremony because you you're you have to take a test, by the way, to become a citizen. It's not just the process. Uh, you have to take a test of about 100 questions of U.S. history uh, and then an English test. Um and then if you pass all that, you get your citizenship. But um, I'll never forget, Ashley, uh, Rush was working at Medco at that time under Donna Maisel. And, um, yes. They, and they decorated my driveway with American flags and um, just blue and white decorations. It was, it was so sweet. Oh, it wow. Was really, really sweet. That is incredible. I have had the experience of going to one of those ceremonies now that they're having them in Harrison County earlier this year. And I, I have to tell you, and I'm sure you know this from, from yours, there was not a dry eye in the house. That was an incredibly moving ceremony. And and from what I understand, that test is not easy at all. That is a tough, tough, tough test to take. It is. It is a tough test to take. <laughs> um, my mother had to take it twice. <laughs> my good mother. She got a little nervous the first time, but um, but yes, yes, yes. It's 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 tough and it's it's emotional too, uh, because you don't want to let go of who you are, of the country you're coming from, but you also mm-hmm. want to be this beautiful place here. So it's it's cool. Sure, absolutely. Well, let's talk about your mom and, and your girls for a minute, because you and Rush have two beautiful daughters, um, Gracie and, and Gabby, and, and I know that your mom also is somebody who is incredibly special to you. Have the girls had the opportunity to, to go to Guatemala? Yes. we. I think the last time we went was two years ago, so there's been about two or three times. Um, there were a little, and then COVID hit, of course, and then we couldn't go. But my mom, we've been blessed that my mom is able to travel. Um, my dad is in Guatemala, too, but he, he doesn't like to travel as much. Um, sure, sure. But my mom is, my mom is a, 
is a traveler. So she was here with us for the whole summer, and she just left. And then I think she's thinking of coming back again, and maybe April or May next year again. So I'm really well, lucky, lucky to have her. Absolutely, and I know that Guatemala it it holds a huge a huge piece of your heart. You you go back and visit when you were able to, and I know, as you said, COVID put a, a huge monkey wrench in being able to go and, and visit your family there and, and, and see folks. But uh, you're, when you're able to, you go, and I always see and follow your Facebook post, and it, it seems like that is a place that you absolutely love to be. Oh, yeah. It, 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 it's, um, it's funny how your your whole body, you know, your language, your brain, just as soon as I – smell the air, you know, the air hits my face, it's like, whoop, 110% of Guatemala. So, yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love oh, it. That's I, wonderful. Yeah. Well, you went back, and I, I, I don't know if this was in Guatemala. You'll have to tell me if this was in Guatemala, but tell me about climbing the volcano. Was that in Guatemala? Yes, that's in Guatemala. Okay. Uh, it's an active volcano. It's called uh, Pacaya. And it's, the hike is about four miles, but it's straight up. <laughs> so oh, wow. You can go, and this is the, one of the smallest in Guatemala. You can go up and come back on the same day. And uh, it was great. I mean, just uh, I have a little rock that came. I saw her came as lava and just kind of went down the volcano and just hit close by me and then, and then solidified. Um, it was it was it was fantastic. Actually, you have to do it. It's just such an emotional, an emotional thing to just be able to push your body. Um, you know, I'm not the fittest person, but I push myself to do it, and um, it's it was fantastic. What what made you do that? Is that something you had wanted to do, climb the volcano, or is it something that just came up and you thought, sure, let's try that out? No, I wanted to do it to to kind of prove myself that I could still, if I wanted to, I could still push my body a little bit. And I understand um, that feeling, sure. Because, you know, we get so used to our daily routines, our life coming and going, and there's no time for anything. And then, and then when I was there, I was like, wait a minute. And I went with one of my cousins who she's who she climbs really the biggest volcanoes in Guatemala. And she she had to wait on me and be patient, but we did it. <laughs> that is fantastic. I, I remember seeing the pictures from that and thinking that was so much, just so cool and, and so neat to see and, and so much inspiration there. And it is truly an exciting thing when you can push yourself. And a lot of times it really is more mental than physical to, to push yourself to do something like that. Did you find that it was more mental than physical? Oh, yes. Yes, it was because there comes a point on the climb where you just forget and you it's like your body takes a boost and then you were like, oh, I could have kept going for another hour. <laughs> yes. And then, sometimes you're glad you didn't have to. <laughs> exactly. Wonderful. Well, Denora, I tell you what, you have answered the questions that I have today. It, it has been such a pleasure to, to know you and, and some of the things you've told me today I did not know and I'm so excited to learn them. Is there anything else that you want to let everyone else know about you or about Guatemala or Russian the girls? Anything else you want to tell us about? 
Yes, I always tell my kids um, that I'm really proud of being a Guatemalan, and but I'm also proud of being a U.S. citizen. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope that that resonates. I'm, I'm always in my heart is going to be parted half and half. You know, the the country that I lived on, and now the country where I'm raising my family, and where I'm working, and is giving me all these opportunities and chances to uh, grow and learn. Um, Rush and I always talk about community. We we went through a really hard time during COVID, and man, the community show up for us. So we believe that if we do something as a community, even as a family, just the four of us together, or with the whole Marshall, we can we can get things done. Join Stagecoach Media next Wednesday for another edition of Incredible Local Women presented by Meadowbrook Funeral Home. American Cementing is now hiring. They have multiple positions available and will be holding a hiring event featuring on-the-spot interviews September 20th from 9 in the morning until 1 in the afternoon at the East Texas Conference Center at the Clarion Point Hotel right here in Marshall, Texas. You can apply today by visiting AmericanCementing.com and clicking on the career link. You can also learn more by calling Joanne Weber at 713-898-1324. That's 713-898-1234. They look forward to seeing you September 20th at their hiring event, again at the East Texas Conference Center at the Clarion Point Hotel in Marshall, Texas. That's American Cementing now hiring. All right, cats and kittens, get out your bobby socks and put your dancing shoes on. It is time to go back with Bill Haley Jr. and the Comets as they transport audiences back to the very beginning of rock and roll with all of your favorite hits like Rock Around the Clock, See You Later, Alligator, Shake, Rattle and Roll, Razzle Dazzle, Rock This Joint, and many, many more. Proudly sponsored by Texas Bank and Trust, this show will certainly delight the young and old alike. It's Bill Haley Jr. and his Comets at Memorial City Hall on Saturday, September the 24th. Tickets are on sale now at memorialcityhall.com or by calling 903-934-7992. That's memorialcityhall.com or call 903-934-7992. We're going to ride.